Ryder Nation and William Powell bringing the energy, bringing the fight, bringing the fire every game day, every practice. Let's go, Ryder Nation. This is the Piffles Podcast, and we're back for 2020. Sorry about that. Man, I've missed that song. It's been a long time since we've gotten behind the mics and, and done this. This is our longest I, break in three years. It's It's been nice, actually, as my headphones fall off my head. That's how long it's been. I can't even wear headphones properly oh. anymore. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. We got, we got a few weeks before free agents, so we got time. You know, we got time to, to, to get used to this again. Thanks so much for joining us. We are your... Saskatchewan Rough Riders fan podcast. My name is Alex. I'm Steve. Normally we have, we have Greg here too, but can you say normally anymore? Well, not he lives in Edmonton now, doesn't he? Yeah, pretty much. That's that's what it seems like anyway. Uh, we should trade him to the Eskimo Empire. See if we can get uh, Andrew or Kayla in in return. Super fan Mike would be pretty sweet, but I don't think he's ready to defect yet. Yeah, I don't Kayla, think so. He Kayla knows too is much. The, is the is the little crack that we can get into. I oh, think, we can get so. some scarves. Piffles podcast scarves. Oh, sweet. We're going to talk trade. Done. Perfect. <laughs> We're 30 seconds in. Our show's gone off the rails. This is great. You can give us a follow on Twitter at PifflesPod. You can give me a follow at RealAlexD. Probably shouldn't follow me, but I'm at Safamod. You're an okay follow. Uh, You're not elite. Uh, I'm, I'm, in, I'm average. That's, that's where I stay. That's I like a it. compliment for a lot of people. I'll I'll take, take I would take average. You can and give us give us a like on Facebook as well. Facebook.com slash PifflesPodcast. Check us out on Instagram at PifflesPod. And the website, pifflespodcast.com. Piffles Podcast is brought to you by Dairy Queen on Elphinstone Street and Sass Drive in Regina. Check them out on Skip the Dishes, especially when it's, what is it, minus 30 out with the wind chill? That's the Freaking best time for ice cream. I don't even care. Yeah. Because it's like you earn it, right? Yeah. You come out, you even get if you get skip and, and you don't have to be out in the cold at all, it's still worth it. That's even better. I'm lazy. Bring the ice cream to me. And it the, won't melt on the way. And the race is outrageous is back. So. That's it. I'm out of here. We're getting blizzards. (laughs) We're also a proud member of the CFPN, the Canadian Football Podcast Network, and a a part of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. Where do we start? The beginning. Okay. That's the opening kickoff presented by Kathy Vestian. Well, let's start with the most recent rider news anyway. Linebacker Derek Moncrief was set to become a free agent. And uh, like we knew he was going to, he was released and has uh, not officially, but kind of officially. Well, his agent broke it. it. Yeah. So, but it's, it hasn't been announced by the Oakland Raiders themselves. He's signing with the Oakland Raiders, soon not to the- be Vegas Raiders. No, they're still the Oakland Raiders until like March 13th when the new NFL year starts. They're they, still Oakland right now. They made a mistake staying as the Las Vegas Raiders. They need a fresh start. Being the Las Vegas Raiders is wrong. Just Vegas also, just Raiders. Vegas is anything. It's just weird to me. What? Vegas just, is fun. Oh, I love Vegas. I'm excited to go watch the Packers in Vegas. Don't get me wrong. But I don't know. This this complete sports turnaround. I, I go to other cities for sports. I go to Vegas to... I don't know what I go sin. to Vegas for. But to right? Sin, like you, right? You go have a good time. Now, now it's going to be a sports trip, well, too. Fo- football's not a good time. Football's a great time, but football's a stressful time when you're you, watching a your Sunday, team. A Sunday nighter, oh. and if they move the black hole from Oakland to to Vegas, they won't. 
but you know, for a lot of those fans, I was I was actually uh, watching a little documentary about the the Raiders fans before their final home game. A lot of them drive in from L.A. Still, right? That's not that long of a drive. Going to Vegas is actually closer to these guys. No, it's not. Yeah, really? Damn. Yeah, so it's it's like an hour shorter of a drive to go to Vegas than to go to Oakland huh. for a game. So a lot of these people are still probably going to go. And now a lot they of can them watch, can't though. But and now they can watch Derek Moncrief. Yeah, I mean, let's be real. We knew two years ago he was leaving. We said that in yeah, 2018 for like, sure. That this, like this guy once his contract is up, he's gone. And and he had what was it nine nine tryouts, something like that. So you know, even if he gets cut, he's getting another look. Absolutely. I don't think we ever see Derek Moncrief back in green and white. For his sake, I hope not. Uh, right. I re- I really hope not. And if you're one of those fans who sits there, I hope he gets cut. Get bent. I realize it's We've, great for the riders, but guy, these are guys; these are actual human beings, and he's going to make ten times the amount of money at least before, like on the practice roster, that he would make here. And the riders are kind of, or the Raiders are kind of known for, uh, you know, making the CFL signings and kind of making them work. Eric Harris used to be a tie cat; he's an all-star. He's pretty much almost a Pro Bowler with the can, Raiders. Can we talk about the riders seeming seemingly sending? linebackers down to the NFL. Jarrell Freeman. Sam Aguavin, um, uh Ray Williams. There, there's been a, a Jeff Knox Jr. Yeah, absolutely. Otha Foster. They've all gotten looks. Like, we don't get a lot of guys going down south that stick, except linebackers. That's, that, that's one position that this team, as long as I've been a fan, has never had a problem with recru- recruiting, is linebackers. They've always been solid at linebacker. Weird. So that's why I'm not too, too worried right now anyway. We'll see what happens with free agency and the other two linebackers, Elamimian and Cam Judge. I'm a lot worried. (laughs) Cam Judge only had like one or two NFL workouts. I think he had one with the Chargers. Yeah, and and I can't see him getting a a legitimate shot. He's going to get paid. Absolutely, and he should. One hell of a year last year. But yeah, Derek Moncrief going to the Vegas Raiders. Riders free agents. Some of them signing, which is great. We knew this was going to happen. Nick Marshall, re-up for one more year. I think he's going to try the NFL after that, but if he has another really, really solid year. He, he has to. He, he didn't have quite the year that he needed to get those looks down south. I think he, he also had one, uh, one NFL tryout, if I remember hearing correctly. I could be wrong on that, but that was all on, on name alone. I mean, he's a... A national title winning quarterback. Exactly. He's going to get an extra look if he's even close. I think one more solid year and he may, uh, he may be gone, but I'm glad to see him here for the great cup run. And uh, over the course of the holidays, while we were gone, Dan Clark, Chad Jeter, Ellie Buka as well for uh, two years, all of them back with the riders. So huge signings, like you said, especially going for that great cup run, keep that team together. And I listened to uh, a Cody Fajardo interview that he did. And he said, he was the happiest person when Dan Clark got extended. Do you remember? Can you imagine yourself two years ago being pumped up about a Dan Clark signing? No, I I was not that I was anti Dan Clark, but I wasn't a big fan. No, I, he, I really wasn't. He, and he, he was needed work. okay, but I, I thought he was really good when you had great guards around him. Yeah, and he's proved himself over the last two years that I was wrong. I know absolutely nothing yep. about football. Yep, 100%. <laughs> I, will, I will add to that. We, we, in our first year on this show, we were very hard on Dan Clark. 
And rightfully so. He was not up to par. There was something missing there. He got hurt, was it two years ago? Yeah, hurt his arm again. Or yeah, anything? it came back, and he's been a beauty ever since. Yeah, he's been one of the best offensive linemen in the league since yep. then. So that is, I never thought I'd be pumped for a Dan Clark signing. Here I am. I, I will not get a Dan Clark jersey, but I am that that gung-ho about this signing. I'm torn on who to get a jersey of. I have two blank jerseys right now. I really don't know who to get. I re- I'm not giving you any advice. Because I've they're had, gone if I I've do. had okay luck, not the greatest luck, but I've I feel like I could probably get a number seven jersey and and feel comfortable with it. But I don't want to take that risk. But I don't know who else I would actually get one for. And I'm I'm starting to consider getting another jersey. And if I did, it would be Cody Fajardo. 100%. It's so hard not, not to like that because guy. Even if you tried to not like Cody Fajardo, you can't. I dare somebody from another fan base to give me a reason why they don't like them like him other than jealousy. Because he is a downright decent human being and a pretty good quarterback to go with it. I mean, yeah, if you're, if you're, you, you can't go wrong with that. I mean, to go from uh, Weston Dressler to, to Cody Fajardo in that number seven is. Uh, with a Willie Jefferson in between. Eh. He's a bomber now. I also said that, that I, uh, I would not take him in free agency. We have our, uh, our articles WTF, want, target, forget. Bad language, I, list, I found out. Yeah. I listed Willie Jefferson as forget because he's a one year guy. Everywhere he goes, it's a one year deal. Yeah, but I take him for one year and I mean, day. yeah, I'm not I'm, he's arguably the best defender in the league. He is the best defensive player in the league, but yep. I'm looking long term with this team. They have guys on their team like Charleston Hughes for this year, add in a Chad Jeter and some of the other rotational guys, they'll be okay. I'm not worried about the defensive ends. See, you're looking you're looking long term. I want to experience twenty thirteen all over again. That was awesome. That was I, I have a very short list of amazing sports moments. And 2013 Grey Cup, far and away number one. It's not even close. Even when we were two feet away from Mario Lemieux? Even then. Because that was pretty awesome. Oh, that was amazing. And seeing Yager play live. hate you for that because I, <laughs> I wasn't there. G- we haven't done a show since Jason, Jason Moss was named offensive coordinator of this team. We were still kind of in that shock phase, I think, the last time we had a show where it was like, we're actually asking permission for him? Like, what? No way he's going to come here. Sure enough, I think it was the next day he signed as offensive coordinator. What does this do for Cody Fajardo? It absolutely... Th- this tells me two things. Number one, it tells me that this this ownership group and this GM want to win now. You don't go out and get, in my opinion, the best offensive mind in the league if you're not interested in winning right now. Because I guarantee you, he did not come cheap. You You take a Jason Moss... And that instantly upgrades a team whose only real weakness was offensive game planning and, comp- and and throws them into the mix as, to me, a legitimate Grey Cup contender. I mean, obviously, we've got free agency and a bunch of football to go, but I think this was a great choice. But it also shows us how much respect they have for, for Cody Fajardo because he is a guy that works well with quarterbacks, and you see quarterbacks' numbers skyrocket under Jason Moss. It's a great fit. Oh, it's perfect. What, what? Who is this team? And you don't even have to worry about Gatorade jugs either because he'll be up in the booth. Oh, you know I'm, I'm bringing a Gatorade jug game one. I'm throwing it out of the field just, just for him. After, I, a touch, after I, the first touchdown? I got you, coach. I got you. 
After someone drops a pass, <laughs> right. just throw one, right? Chuck it. Just, <laughs> yeah. Just one of those little Gatorade bottles just uh, so I don't get kicked out. But it's another guy that has head coaching experience as well, too, that uh, what we found last year is that Craig Dickinson doesn't really have the best time management when it comes to uh, being a head coach. And that's something that he'll learn, obviously, as he goes along. And I thought that killed them in a couple games. But this is something that Jason Moss, and he can, you know, be on the headset down to down to Craig Dickinson during games. As long as he's not taking advice on whether or not to kick a field goal down 10 points. That's it. Don't well, don't listen good, to him when that happens. It's Craig. a good thing he's not making the call or the uh, actual decisions. He's just calling plays. But uh, yeah, that's a great signing for the Riders, and I can't wait to see what this offense does with. Uh, well, I can tell you right now, a hundred percent. They're gonna run the ball on the one yard line. Right, William Powell was not sitting there going, "Hey guys, I'm right here, best short yardage back in the league. Don't don't mind me." Yeah, you would think after the Super Bowl, Super Bowl forty nine, I think it was, that you would learn if you have like the league's best running back or one of the league's best running backs. Run the ball on the one. You would think they'd learn from the Seattle Seahawks. No, apparently nope. not. Nope. Why do teams? They outcoach They're themselves. They're themselves. Yep, absolutely. I mean, we, but look back to the Grey Cup. Winnipeg, how many third and one stops? Do they have two or three? Two. Yep, they had a couple like of they, them. That is a scary defensive line. But you got to trust a guy like William Powell. God. And if I if I hear one more Bombers fan remind me randomly that the the Winnipeg Blue Bombers won the Grey Cup in a conversation that doesn't involve football, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. Stop it. I do the same, though. I understand. I mean, it's their first Grey Cup win in the internet era. They're, they're not used to this right? whole process. And we know it's not going to happen for at least another 30 years, so let them have it. Let them have it. The opening kickoff presented by Kathy Festion of Royal, Royal Page Regina Realty. Check out her Facebook page, Kathy Festion Royal Page. Let's get to the Churchill Brewing Company's odds and end zones. I want to start with the new Montreal owners. Did you hear the story about these guys? You have to be a little more specific. There's a bunch of them. It This whole deal with the CFL got done in three weeks. Yeah, because the guy knew. People don't even buy houses in three weeks. This guy, These guys bought a freaking sports team. Yeah, because because they knew the, the guy doing the sale. They, talk, they didn't it. meet Randy Ambrosi until the Grey Cup party. I love it. In Calgary. It was amazing. I'm just glad this is done. It was like, hey, you guys got some money. You want you want to buy a sports team? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we think we'd do it. We got a lot of money. We could have some fun. Let's buy a sports team. Three weeks later, boom, you bought a sports team. <laughs> what? I wish I had the money to impulse Wild. buy a sports team. Wild. They do have the backing, so that's that that should be good for Montreal, and and uh, hopefully that does work out because and they aren't messing around they, now that they have you know a, a quarterback that they trust, a head coach that they trust, and and the build that. They had last season going into this year with, I mean, way too early season predictions. Montreal is going to be kind of fighting for first place, I think, in the East. I don't see why not. This is the right time for a new ownership group to step in and and, and they and they want the right to have, pieces in place. They want to have a president and GM in this week. Like by the time this show goes out, they wanted to have somebody in place. And there might be might they, be some of that. They've been owner for three two days, three days. And they're they're ready. They're going. So plus they they took a few shots at the Argos, which I'm always a fan of. I love the yeah. that was great coming out and say, uh well, well they asked him in the press conference, why didn't you buy the Argos when they were up for sale? And he said, Well, quite frankly, because the Argos suck. I and love people it. didn't know how to take that. They're like, is he serious? Is he sarcastic? He was clearly making the joke. He's yeah. trying to create that rivalry back and forth. Automatically, you want him some fans with Ticat fans right there. <laughs> 
Have you ever been to a Grey Cup or any kind of uh, tie cat game? They're wearing buttons and shirts and everything that says Argo sucks. So, I mean, you know, there's going to be a bunch to... of signs in Hamilton the first game Montreal <laughs> plays. Just Argos suck. Yep. Yeah, I hope so. Yep. They made the right choice, in my opinion, even if some of the uh, prospective owners aren't happy about it. Well, that's kind of not their problem anymore. <laughs> Make a better offer. Yeah, I guess so. The CBA. We finally got some details on the CBA that was apparently ratified back in May. It finally came out. Danny Austin of uh, he covers the stamps in the in Calgary uh, found <laughs> found it and, and posted it. I refuse to acknowledge Danny Austin anymore. He's an Arsenal fan. He likes Dr Pepper though. No, he hates Dr. Does he? Pepper. Oh yeah, he hates okay, Dr. Okay, Pepper. Never mind. I'm not going to acknowledge him anyway. So the C- the CBA came out, <laughs> <laughs> reported by someone, and uh, we love you, Danny. Um, the one thing that we kind of found was the, the whole ratio thing. Now you're starting 10 Canadians. Quotation marks. Exactly. Three of those Canadians can be CFL players who have been like Americans who have been with your team for three years or four year vets of the league that have played on other teams as well. Right. Is it four or five? Four. Hmm. That's weird to me. Because I feel like with you, you could throw in a, a token seventh Canadian, I guess, out there at receiver. He gets injured. You replace him with one of like these Americans, like say in two years, Paul McRoberts. But you have a guy that's been around that hasn't really gotten that chance because of the ratio. Now all of a sudden he does. I think that's the mistake they made. I love the idea of, of Canadianizing these three these years is three too years. short, though. Make not it five any, years. Not anymore, though. Well, it yeah, gives but you make that it, benefit of sticking with the team you're on at least for another year. Because you're seeing those two or three year deals, it gives a team a player an incentive to stay with their team for an, an additional contract, which I love because I want to see that guy stick around for three, four years before he starts really shopping himself. And guess what? Naaman Roosevelt's now a Canadian. Hey, he always was. He was from Buffalo, basically the same thing. <laughs> but I mean, but that counts now. Yeah, I'm I'm all for it. I think the only mistake I think they made was the this rule that if a guy gets hurt, you could replace that extra guy, even if it's a Canadian with another Americanized or a Canadianized American. That's a mistake because you're gonna see people abuse that. I mean, we saw in the in the wild card game, we saw um, the Titans abuse that uh, the delay of game rule that was just brilliant. because. Oh, I loved it. They just because Belichick, it was against Belichick, yeah, right? It was against that Belichick. Is absolutely, something New England would have done had they had the chance. They did it before. Yeah, but I mean, you're going to see teams do that. I mean, imagine Grey Cup Sunday. Your seventh Canadian suddenly blows a knee, and I again I use the quotation marks because you know, yeah, he's he's got a, he's got a Grey Cup flu for approximately three hours. He'll be fine. Those parts I don't like. I think they should have kept it with if you're a Canadian player, you get replaced by a Canadian. If you're a American, Canadian, I don't know what we what we call these other yeah the national American. That just seems weird too. We'll find a term for them, but I think if that guy gets hurt, he can be replaced by another one of them. Keeping that ratio at seven is important in my mind, but it's a change. We'll see how it works. We'll see if a lot of Canadians get hurt really early in football games in 2020. Yeah, if that happens to start the season, then I think a lot of people are going to raise their eyebrows and be like, hey, what, what's going on here? Especially if it's those those sixth or seventh Canadians. You know, a guy like Hinoch Mwamba gets hurt, you're going to believe it. 
Yeah. But a guy like Corey Watson game one gets hurt. You might question that, right? Yeah. It's going to have fans sitting there wondering, is he really hurt or is this just, we want another American, another veteran American, no less. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if I have to choose between a rookie Canadian middle linebacker next year, if, if Judge is gone, or not uh, middle linebacker, but a rookie linebacker next year because Judge is gone or, you know, Elamimian, who, who am I going to take? Probably the guy who's been playing 10 years and has shown himself nonstop. Oh, my rookie Canadian receiver got hurt. Well, hey, Manny Arsenault. Right. Who was going to be our sixth receiver. Well, now you're up to fifth and you're on the starting lineup now. It'll be interesting to see that how that happens. The other thing we want to talk about before we have some fun stuff here, I promise. Um, the XFL rules came Sorry, out. Sorry, we have fun stuff? We got to try and keep people oh, listening. Oh, yeah. The we X- definitely have fun stuff. <laughs> the XFL rules come, came out. I love this. I don't get, it's going to fail. I know it's going to fail. Let me have my fun and watch it for the year or two that it exists. I'm looking forward to this. And they're, they're not trying to compete with the NFL. They're not trying to compete with the CFL. They're just trying to have a developmental league for the real pros, I guess, is kind of what they're, and, and as long as they truly believe that's what they're going to be, they have the potential to stick around, not necessarily be super successful, but stick around for a few years. And give us football from February to June. Yes, please. Yeah, right? So the couple rules that I really love, they took the the CFL one foot inbounds for a catch. Brilliant. They should do that in the NFL too. They do that in college. I don't know why they do that in the NFL. Although it just, it does display a little bit more skill in the NFL in the sense that you can get that second one down, like that can torch your body or whatever. It, it, it yeah. does look pretty that way, but realistically, if you can keep your one foot inbounds, come on, that's a catch. Yep. 25 second play clock. That sounds familiar. Keep the game moving. Pretty, pretty familiar. Yep. They're going to have an extra official who basically his job is just to spot the ball. So I don't know if he's going to stand behind the quarterback or something and just sprint down the field with a ball and just place it and boom, you can snap the ball right away. But you don't have to wait for everybody else to, you know, find a spot, find the spot and, and get a ball in from the sidelines or anything like that. It's just boom, you can do it. So keeps can the I, flow can going. I have that job? The kickoff rules are oh, awkward. That's an understatement. So you're going to have your kicker kicking off. You'll have the returner back by himself. You're going to have like the kicking team standing at the 35-yard line. You'll have the returning team standing at the 30-yard line. They can't move until the ball is caught by the returner. And they have five yards to like block, right? You know what? The more I think about it and the more I see it, in my mind, I kind of like it, but it's weird. They're gearing towards trying to have more returns. And and the, the, a lot of the rules that they have are based to try and create scoring. They're, they're trying they're, to create the CFL. But to like another level in terms of scoring, yeah. right? Like the, uh, the double forward pass, I think is cool. As long as the I, first pass is behind the line of scrimmage still. I don't you can, see that the other being... Guy can, yeah, but it can create misdirection and you can have some fun with plays. You can have one guy running a streak and then a guy does a little slant or something like that, staying behind the line of scrimmage, brings the defenders in once he catches the ball. He stops, turns around, boom, throws a deep ball. Or see that's one those fun. Little, one of those little halfback slip screens. Yeah, and, like that's cool. Yeah, running back suddenly turns and bombs one. It has potential. It has potential. Hey, I'm it's all weird, for it. but it's cool. Did, did we expect normalcy from the XFL though? No, really? anything by Vince McMahon? Like, they had to go out and establish themselves as 
something different. Because trying to do the same thing but in spring isn't going to work. Nobody wants no. to see NFL football after watching NFL football. Everybody's tired but of it done by, then. by less. That's, inf- by that's why the players, AAF failed. Well, right? then they didn't pay their players. <laughs> that's usually an important thing. Can we talk about the overtime rules? The it, shootout overtime rules from the five yard line. You get one play to fantastic. score a touchdown. Make, I mean, and at least team, you're seeing best gets on five. Best. Each team gets five chances at this. Yeah. So you could potentially go into a game in overtime and one team wins by three scores. I love it. <laughs> That's so crazy. I mean, points, it's worth one point, right? Or is it two points? It doesn't really matter. Whatever it's, it is. You know, you win five to two in overtime after a 40-40 football game. Sure. I I love the idea of making, making overtime more of an event as opposed to, like, I don't like the NFL's rules where it's first team determined. runs down the field and scores, it's game yep. over. Yep. Right. I mean, yeah, if the defense stops them, they've got a short field for a field goal. Sure. But the idea, the idea should be best on best and both guys get a good shot at shot at at running the offense. I do like what the CFL has, but I don't like the CFL starting so close at the 35 yard line. Start at midfield. That's exactly what I wish they would do. Make at least get a first down to put you in field goal range. Right. Earn earn some points. You you earn your way there. 35 yard line. You're basically giving them a field goal to start and see if you can get three extra points. He, speaking of extra points, there are rules for extra points on touchdowns. Oh. One point from the two-yard line, two points from the five-yard line, yep. and three points from the 10-yard line. You could yep. have a team score 18 points on two touchdowns and a team score 12 points on two touchdowns. I love it. Two touchdowns, and you have a one-touchdown lead. And I can't remember who it was, but they basically said that if their defense scores a touchdown, 100% they're going for three points because of Why how not? big of a momentum yeah. change that is. I mean... Imagine imagine that the goal line stand by New England in the Super Bowl you were talking about, if that's in the middle of a game instead, instead of uh, scoring a touchdown, you're giving up a touchdown. It's a 17, or 17 to 18 point swing. It's crazy, hey? Oh, I didn't think I'd be excited for XFL football, but I really am. Did you pick a team yet? Uh, yeah, the Wildcats. They, they had a couple of former riders on their squad. Figured, why not? I also have a team with the former riders, or with a former rider, I should say. Kenneth Farrow, the old running back who is here for training camp once, I think. Uh, Seattle Dragons. I picked them. That's a solid name. Dragons, right? Right. Dragons are cool. I, I haven't fully committed to the Wildcats yet. I I, I kind of want to see. I want to see all the logos. I haven't sat down enough and watched, like, seen the. See if you want to cheer for, like, a T or like a CFL team, pick Tampa Bay, the Vipers. Head coach and general manager is Mark Tressman. No, nah, I got, hate Tressman. Okay, well, they... I will cheer jo- them. They, they have Jerry Glanville as their defensive oh, coordinator. I do like Jerry Glanville. Though. June Jones is a head coach of the... I think it's of uh, the Houston Roughnecks. Oh, so many... There's there's a lot of CFL There are some CFL like ties it. in there. I like it. But anyway, yeah. So. And if you're going to be one of those who complains about XFL football just because it's there... And we could. This could be a whole other rant section. Just, Shut up. Just let us have our fun. You don't want to watch it. Don't watch it. Who cares? Don't don't hate it just because it's not the CFL. Just if you don't want to watch it, just don't. go away from January to, well, for CFL fans from November to May. May. Let us have some fun. <laughs> yeah, we're just killing a couple oh, hours on a Saturday or Sunday. Right? There's no such thing as too much football. My wife might disagree, but there's Your no such thing. Your wife is wrong. Don't tell right? me. This is going to be the one episode she finally listens to. <laughs> of course it would be. <laughs> um, before we move on to uh, questions here, did you see the CFL tweet on the 8th? 
Waiting for 2020 CFL kickoff is tough. And they played this. Baby Yoda starting it. Stop touching things. Mandalorian keeps turning it off. Are, are you trying to explain uh, that to our <laughs> listeners? Because you were looking to our at listeners. Me. I'm like, dude, I am not I a Star Wars every geek episode by any of means. The Mandalorian. I am not a Star. I didn't even know that was a Mandalorian. Like that that character. I didn't know that was a Mandalorian. Knock knock. Somebody who's there. Amanda. Amanda who? A Mandalorian. That's yes. terrible. I know. Terrible. It's a dad joke. Um, amazing tweet. I hate that song. So do love I, but tweet. I love that. That's so good. Good on you, CFL and whoever New Max is. Uh, you know what? Yeah, <laughs> new, new Robbie. New New, new, new Max. <laughs> you know what? I, I don't want to do this, but I got to give the Bombers credit too. They replied to it with a quote tweet, and it was the exact same clip. But instead of long live the night, it was the ending of the Grey Cup. Right. I was, I was yeah, like, you know I'll what? Like, Fine. They can solid have Solid work. They can they, have it. Yeah, they can have one. But yeah, good job, CFL. But please, can, why? what do the reclaws or reclaws or... Do you know what a reclaw is? No. It's Walker spelled backwards. Really? Yeah. That's... The, the, the two singers, their last name is Walker because it's brother and sister. Their last name was That's Walker. That's how they. I hate everything about them. Reclaw, and then add an S because there's two of them. They're the Walkers. Reclaws. Right. What do they have on TSN? They know somebody in the CFL and TSN because they did the World Juniors oh. uh, song as well. I'm glad I only turned it on once to uh, to hear that song, and uh, yeah, that was enough for me. Shout out to the camera. Hey, yeah, that camera deserves a gold medal. It Just should. Saying. It should get one. I want to know what who they paid or what. I mean, they're they're, they know. <laughs> they're good, but they're not play everything all year good. Oh, sorry. Yeah. This show's full of the rants we didn't get to do for the last six weeks. New year, new us. Something not really. Like no. <laughs> uh, let's get to some Piffles questions presented by Tallgrass Apparel. What free agents should the Riders be keeping on their team? I'll start off Shaq Evans. I, I don't think there's any question. He's sticking around. He's Cody's number one receiver. I mean, the, he, he's, to me, well, to him, he's the best receiver in the league. Well, he's not. To, to <laughs> me, he's a top five receiver, and he's a clear number one. I mean, he's a guy you could you can build a game plan around, and he's got that rapport with Cody Pajardo. You have to sign yeah. him. And, I mean, if it costs you a guy like Naman Roosevelt, do you do it? A year ago, I would have said yes, no doubt. But now that Roosevelt counts as one of those... Uh, Pretend Canadians now. Doesn't Evans too? Or is he only two years? This No, only two years. Yeah. So I think that, uh, yeah. You know what? Should we just go down the list? Give me a yes or no. Sure. On, on the Riders. Let's on, do it. And who they should be keeping. Manny Arsenault. No. Albert Owachi. Special teams, yeah. Brandon Bartlett. Meh. No. He's a Canadian. Keep him around. Canadian linebacker. There you should play deck. Yes. Philip Blake. Yes. To Kobe Cofield. No. Thaddeus Coleman. Yes. 
Dyshawn Davis. I mean, yes, we're, we're missing linebackers. <laughs> right now, yes, yeah. <laughs> LeVar Edwards, defensive lineman. Eh. Solomon Elamimian. Absolutely. We already Who would have thought that would, a year ago, that we'd be talking about trying to sign Elamimian as a free agent yeah. because he was here last year. Oh, love the CFL. We already uh, talked about Shaq Evans. Alex Gagne. No, he cost us a great cup berth. Just kidding. Still sign him. <laughs> Oof. Ed Gainey. No. Wow. I'm torn on him. I I think I think uh, I want to give uh, Buka a, a real shot this year. Interesting. But break up year, so yeah, no. Still, exactly I'm sticking it. with my gut. No. Sam Hurl. Yes. Jorgen Hughes. Yes. Micah Johnson. Absolutely. Cameron Judge. Absolutely. Absolutely. A.C. Leonard. Yes. Yes, definitely. Denzel Radford. Can't make Don't the really tub care. in the club. Yeah. Jordan Reeves. Can't make the tub in the club. Is that what I said? Yeah, that's what you said. Okay, well, reverse that. We're going with that now. Yeah. Can't make the tub in the club. Jordan Reeves. No. Hey, he's always hurt. Naaman Roosevelt, we already said. Uh, no. No? Well, no. I think let me to. Let me re- let me rephrase that. Yes, you have to absolutely try and re-sign him. But if you have to choose between him and Shaq Evans, I choose Shaq. But he's the veteran on that in that receiving group. You're not going to go into a great cup year with basically a couple second-year guys. Third year guys. John Ryan. No. Hard pass. Marcus Thigpen. Yes. And finally, Jeremy Zver. Of the Saskatchewan Huskies? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't really care on that one. Yeah, sure. See, Why not? I mean, you can never have too many Canadian O-linemen, but eh. What free agents should the Riders be targeting from other teams? All of them. <laughs> All the good ones are going to the NFL. I mean, for that, I think people need to to pay attention to our weekly WTF articles at this point. We've we've gone go through to, a few. We've gone to the West. Go to the pifflespodcast.com and you'll see exactly who we want from other from other teams. Who does Jason Moss want as receivers? Good ones? Yeah, I don't think it's not like I don't think it really matters to him per se. He's got an elite one with Shaq Evans. Assuming he comes back. You got a very, very good multi-dimensional receiver with Kyron Moore. Naaman Roosevelt is Naaman Roosevelt, assuming that they do re-sign him, which I think they will. And you got a couple of quality up, up-and-coming Canadians from the draft last yep. year. First and a second round pick. Right. I don't know that they make much change there. I don't think so. I think that's the one spot. Assuming we get the guys that we expect to come back back, that's a yeah. good receiving core. And you've got, you mentioned him, Paul McRoberts sitting there on the practice roster going, hey, guys. What about me? That's like, can I try? Right? Like, he's he's the next guy for sure. And he looked like he had all the the talent. I don't really think he goes targeting a high-priced free agent receiver. Not in the receiving core. We there found are, that they can, they can find him. It's not that hard for them to find how many hundreds of receivers are out there. You can find pretty easily. What are the riders wanting Cody Fajardo to improve on this year? His oblique health. Which apparently is is going fine. He's not able to throw the ball until like the 21st of January, but he also said that that's earlier than he normally does throw. So, And, and then a dislocated shoulder on top of that. He played through that. Yeah. You got to give the guy credit. He played pretty damn well yeah. throughout like, the rest of the season. Who would have known? That. Um... 
I, I think I think the biggest thing for him is the 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 first half of the game because we've seen what he can do in the clutch, but we seem to struggle to get going at the beginning. A lot of slow starts. Like I think that's the big thing that we want to see him improve upon is getting out of the gate, get hot off the start, and go. Get teams out of it before you have to be the one coming back. Pocket awareness. Now, I'm not saying make him a pocket passer because he's not. Nope. He has to be moving around. But turning your back to the to the play and running back 10 yards, you cannot let that happen. Throw it away. And that blind spin move of his. He's going to get murdered doing that. Yeah. How many? And, he, and when he does do that and he throws off his back foot, he doesn't get set. And we've seen him throw interceptions doing that. Yep. Like just, if it's not there, if you're going to get crushed, Throw the ball away. Yeah, this this and, is a, and he's a young quarterback. He, that's it, was just his, it. it took him five years, kind of out of college, to to get his first pro start this year, this past year with the Riders, and he basically was a rookie quarterback in the sense of actually playing actual playing time. Right, it's going into his first full season, knowing he's going to be the starter. I think that's something that Jason Moss is going to kind of sit down with and look at the film from last year and say, "Hey, this stuff, you got to knock it off." Yeah, it's a guy trying to make his name. We right? still want you to go yeah. and, and and make plays and create some magic and get your little, get the sprinkle of Jesus going, right? Like that's still going to end up happening, and that you can't take that away from any quarterback, let alone you know a running quarterback like Cody Fajardo. But just a little bit more awareness, know the situation. If we end up having to punt, we end up punting. But it's better than throwing an interception or turning around and getting blasted for a fifteen yard sack. But otherwise, I'm looking at Cody Fajardo, and I'm thinking this is a guy who's a top, could be a top three quarterback in the CFL. We're not going to see the same kind of injuries to the quarterback position that we did last year because that was just wild. Knock on wood. I don't want to see that again. But, I mean, I'm not saying he's at that elite level yet of a Mike Riley, of a Bull Levi Mitchell, but he's got all the talent and playmaking ability to absolutely be in that yeah, category. Look what, he did. look what he did in his first year is actual playing time. Took a team to thirteen and five. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm not. Uh, I'm not too worried about uh, Cody Fajardo improving on too much. Anyway, just a couple things here and there. But otherwise, I trust him with the team. All right. One more thing we got to do before we go here this week on the Piffles Podcast. We got Safmod CFL Tweet of the Week presented by Underdogs Memorabilia. Steve, what uh, what made you laugh this week? You know what. If anybody who follows me on Twitter knows, I I am terrible for autocorrect. I make some pretty bad. There have been T-shirts made. There there ha- and rightfully so. I mean <laughs> I I can't do anything but laugh. One day I'm going to actually learn to reread my tweets. No, you're not. Probably not. I'm lazy. I want to I want to just move <laughs> on to the next tweet. I thought I found the greatest Safamod style autocorrect tweet. Found out it's not. This is what he meant to say. And it's not a CFL tweet. It's aimed at the Raptors. But you know what? It's the offseason. So you're playing by my rules. It's it's sports. It it's counts. sports. So yesterday during uh, the uh, Raptors game versus Charlotte. Yeah, the Hornets. Yeah. Uh, in overtime or just before overtime. I don't know what happened because I wasn't watching because it's not the NBA finals when I become a Raptors fan. Um, <laughs> it was uh, Bruce Arthur tweets out. Sergi Baca with a with a beef penis pizza level bad decision there. 
I don't know what he could have been autocorrecting, but I instantly assumed this was autocorrect. But no, apparently this was in reference to some kind of um, video that Serge Ibaka and uh, um, Kawhi Leonard did in the offseason last year. Not a clue what it's about, but I just thought that was a funny tweet. A beef penis pizza level bad decision. That must be a really bad, I, bad decision. I Part of me wants to go and find out whatever this video was. Do not click images. But, if you Google that, do not click images well, not just in case. Still, I don't advise that. I, I don't think I want to. I think I'll pass on that, but there you go. <laughs> We will get back into CFL tweets once. Well, now that we got the some CFL news tweet coming of the up week should be the CFL's tweet with the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. But, yeah, that was. You know. Yeah, we can't give the award to the league. The hell, we can't. I guess it's your award. I could do whatever I want with. I just gave it to a reporter talking about the NBA. Touche. My, my rules, my award. So All congratulations, right. Bruce Ar- Bruce Huskies, Bruce <laughs> Arthur. You won an award that you will not care about. You should probably make sure he knows about that, by the way. So he should well, of course. tweet that tweet of course. and congratulate him on the on the award. That's going to do it for us this week it's on the Piffles award. Podcast. It is. That's it for this, us this week on the Piffles Podcast. I hope we didn't suck too much. It's weird getting back in here because it's been so long since we've actually done this. And I'll be honest, I didn't really keep tabs of kind of what happened. I threw this together in like not not, not long. Not going to lie, listening to us might be a beef penis pizza level bad decision. But hey, <laughs> you made it this far. That's uh, That should go up in a, a quote somewhere. <laughs> you know how Greg puts together little teaser videos of the yeah, podcast? That, that's right the one there. that should go in there. Nobody will know what we're talking about. Exactly. But thank you so much for taking time to uh, listen to us ramble on about Lord knows what. Keep the questions coming. We love talking football, and we always want to invite the fans because we're one of them. We're fans, right? So... That's why we're here. Let's just keep uh, keep the good times rolling. That does it for us this week on the Piffles Podcast. Thank you for joining us. My name is Alex. I'm still Steve. Good for you. It's not changing. Nah, I'm too old to change. Yeah. It's already engraved on your, like it's written on the waistband in your pants or something like that. Or well, it's always in the underwear, right? Oh, I don't know. Wait a minute. That's not mine. Yeah. You're doing it's it a really wrong, bad. You're old manning wrong. That was a real bad Simpsons reference. Throwing it to Otto. He wouldn't have got that. Greg would have gotten that, by the uh, way. Well, he should show up once in a while. He should. Give us a follow on Twitter at PifflesPod. You can follow me at RealAlexD. Yeah, follow me at Zaffamon. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash PifflesPodcast. Check out Instagram at PifflesPod and the website PifflesPodcast.com. Piffles Podcast is brought to you by our great friends at Dairy Queen on Elphinstone Street and Sass Drive in Regina. Special thanks as well to Kathy Festion of Royal LePage Regina Realty, Tallgrass Apparel, Churchill Brewing Company, and Underdogs Memorabilia for their support to make this show possible. Piffles Podcast is a proud member of the CFPN, the Canadian Football Podcast Network, and a part of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. We're out of here, so that means it's time for some Tyler Gilbert, Ghost Behind Your Mind.